Hey everybody, so glad you chose to spend a few minutes here with me today. Coach here, hoping all is well and the spring plans are starting to get in your brain and that itch to get out and do some things is getting stronger and stronger as every week goes by. Hey, this week we speak about the ever-increasing popularity of raised bed and container garden landscaping as our residential yards are shrinking in developments every year. And folks in apartments and condominiums, this is right up your alley too, but folks still want a sustainable and colorful low maintenance yard that don't bog down that ever increasing time demand life puts on homeowners with weekly maintenance. You know, between careers, kids, and daily life, raised beds and container garden landscape themes can really, and I mean really, reduce maintenance time, yet still offer a huge landscape impact that can be incorporated into other ambiance elements that can really end in a giant, giant wow factor when it comes to a finished product. Plus, you can tinker and amend to your heart's desire as your skills and passion grow in landscaping or gardening. Hey, stay with me. I will be right back. Maestro, pump up that intro music, please. Hey, I'm Matt, and you can call me Coach. Every week, I bring to you landscape tips, tricks, and design concepts in an easy-to-understand format so you can tackle projects yourself, get the professional type of results you want, be more self-reliant in this day and age, and save a boatload of money in the process. After a 20-plus year career as a successful, self-employed landscape designer and contractor educated in ornamental horticulture and retail nursery management. I really believe I bring with me a lot of knowledge and experience that I want to share with you, the modern, educated, self-reliant homeowner of today. So all those folks out there that have new or old home ownership, yet the yards are really dinky, you know, and uh, your time availability to dedicate to the, the weeklies, the, the mowing and blowing and pruning and all things maintenance is limited, here is an option that can satisfy many of you green thumbers. This also applies to those in apartments and condominiums with small patio areas, like I mentioned. Landscaping using raised beds and containers is an ever-increasing popular form of landscaping. In my landscape career, I installed two totally containerized and raised bed landscapes. And I'm, I'm, not, I'm not talking here a space in the landscape dedicated to a raised veggie beds or patio accent pieces. I'm talking the whole frickin' backyard was either raised beds or containers. Yet, the reason for both were polar opposites, which I'm going to explain. In one case, a retired dot-commer who struck it rich. He left the Silicon Valley area and came out to the Central Valley to be closer to family and wanted nothing to do with a heavy landscape maintenance load. He didn't want people coming in and tending his yard, but he really wanted to explore plantings that he could get something back year after year. In other words, right up my alley, right up Coach's Alley, sustainable landscapes that incorporated lots of raised beds, other ambiance elements that really made a unique 
landscape project. The other customer was at a point in her life where she was retiring, planned on traveling a lot, and drastically wanted to reduce her landscape maintenance by a large, large amount. At the time, she had big lawns, and she had a water bill that topped well over $275 a month. Her retirement was set for three months after I completed the project. As a result, we reduced the maintenance, guys, by over 90%. I'm talking the weekly maintenance. And the water bill went from about $275 a month to under 40. Thirsty California lawns, man, I am telling you, they are gonna be a thing of the past someday. They really will be. So let's delve into these two themes and see how it might or might not work for you. When I speak to raised beds or container landscapes, it is the total dedication to elements that don't require ground planting per se. Raised garden landscapes can be as simple and as elaborate as your imagination, skill set, and budget will allow. In the case of my dot-commer customer I mentioned, we went all the way and made several themes into one large raised garden containerized landscape. We had water features, lighting, the raised beds and containers obviously, uh, a rather elaborate drainage system, uh, automatic irrigation, patios and walkways, shade structures. I mean, it, we went all out. All in all, the customer had probably like a 90% reduction in overall water consumption compared to a typical backyard, lawn and tree type of thing. Yet they had many options in what they grew from year to year. There were espaliered fruit trees, berry trellises, blueberry beds, seasonal veggie beds, herb beds. We had on the side a modern composting drums and harvest prep tables right there, right there in, the, in the vegetable part of the raised bed system. Now with that, there were low voltage lighting that I placed at strategic corners of the beds and walkways that tastefully lighted the yard in the evening and nighttime and really allowed for safe navigation and security at all hours of the dark. Plus we had a pondless water feature that I installed that started kind of uh, at the mid back fence area and wandered through the yard towards the outdoor living and patio area. And I had constructed a couple of bridges, one over by the corner of the house and then one near the patio. You could just walk over the little stream bed and enter into the raised garden area. The beds were constructed from cinder block. They were uh, placed on a, a compacted base. They were mortared in place. And uh, then I veneered, I put on some of the veneered ledge stone uh, on the face of it. Really, really looked sharp. The total percentage of the landscape taken up by raised beds were probably 60%. Uh, the patio and outdoor living area was about 30%. And then the side yard and utility area was the remaining percentage. This overall was a very fun, although at times a tedious project and really turned out nice. A one of a kind in my estimation. I would have photos for you, but the customer and family were in so many of them because they got really involved. And it's been several years and I don't have their permission to publicly display them or put their home on public media. I hope you understand. Something called legal liability. The project took about a month to five weeks, as I recall. And if you're sitting down, the complete cost for this over the top Taj Mahal thing was right 
between eighty-six to ninety thousand dollars, as I recall. It was the Taj Mahal. It really was. Does yours have to be that fancy? Of freaking course not. You know, DIYers unite with me here. This is the classic landscape that can be done relatively easy with some simple tools, patience, and a little bit of vision. This is a DIY poster child for landscaping. With that fancy yard, you know, all the beds were filled with a good blended loam that had, uh, it had some compost and sandy loam and some micro bark chips all mixed in with it. It was a great mix. And then I amended it further with some potting soils, organic fertilizers, and some micronutrients. On the bottom of each bed, I placed and mortared into place uh, hardware cloth, that quarter inch hardware cloth on the bottom of each bed to slow down and prevent burrowing rodents from invading. I didn't want any voles or gophers getting into this expensive landscape. Each bed was stubbed with a drip system and watered in accordance with what was planted in each bed. The water lovers got more than the fruit trees and the fruit trees got a little bit less than the tomato plants. Another step I took was to condition and amend the soil under each bed before I constructed so the dwarf fruit trees and others could penetrate the bed and into the native soil if needed. Now, the outdoor living area was kind of tastefully decorated with auto irrigation with drip con with dripped containers of various sizes and colors. The patio had a shade cover structure and a sturdy double hammock area, which was placed near the end of the pondless waterfall stream. All in all, very unique and satisfying project. And I am, you know, humbly say, still proud of to this day. Now, the other was strictly, the other landscape was strictly a container garden landscape in the backyard. This lady knew what she wanted and had the dollars to achieve it. All lawn, front and back, was removed. All irrigation was converted to auto drip. The containers were ceramic clay with some muted colors. A standalone large five foot tall standalone water feature was placed in the back corner and the ambiance of that trickling and splashing water reverberated through the whole yard and probably to the neighbor's yards as well. But we never heard any complaints. It was probably, uh, oh, I don't know, two weeks after she retired, this lady bounced and she went on a six month odyssey travel adventure to start her retirement. All plants at the time of year were winterized when she started and very little was needed to be done. She traveled to the Southern Hemisphere, to New Zealand and Australia. When she returned, I paid a house call and put her water feature back into good working order, which required all of about 30 minutes. She had a blast and to my knowledge is still traveling at, to this day. That was only about five years ago. So let's talk about creating these two themes and how it might be incorporated into your life and landscape. This style of landscape does not fit everybody. But as time, life, and yards kind of shrink in size, some form or version of these landscape themes might work out really well for you. Raised beds are an easy to create and construct item that requires at the very least a, a modicum of carpentry uh, or masonry skills. You can make beds from wood, uh, masonry blocks, stone, metal, you know, layout can depend on your yard size, shape, and to what extent and percentage you are making the landscape a raised bed or container theme. Planning, God, I can't emphasize this enough. Planning is critical in your layout, your irrigation, 
prep areas, living areas, water capture if you choose to do some rain harvesting, and drainage. Beds should be accessible from all sides. Water should be drip irrigated and automated. I think walkways should be wide enough for not just you, but you and one other person. Your tools, I would say 30 inches minimum, 36 inches maximum. Bed heights will be kind of dependent on need. Also slope of the yard, uh, age, you know, as we age, it gets a little harder to bend over for a long period of time. So maybe a little taller if you're, you're along in years. And if you have any handicaps, you know, the, the handicap folks, if you're wheelchair bound or something, you can make narrow, taller raised beds where you can, you can work at it right from the comfort of your chair there. I always suggest for the average bed, something around 24 inches high, uh, 48 inches wide, and then whatever length you have to play with and to arrange. It's kind of like uh, building a little Lego set if you want. You can stack beds on top of each other and have a raised bed and then a lowered bed and then another lowered bed. You can get very creative with it. Uh, your irrigation should be stubbed into each bed somewhere, including if you have containers on a patio or a slider entrance. Think ahead just a little bit. Stub that stuff up through the patio before you get it or right at the very edge of the patio. So you have the little quarter inch dripper adapters that you can, you can put up and water those things and you don't have black pipe running all over the place. You can get as creative and imaginative as your mind, budget, and site allows. I think by incorporating many landscape elements, such as lighting and water, vertical structure like shade and arbors and hammock racks, automation and needs, you can have a functional, beautiful, low maintenance and productive landscape for years and years. You can imagine having the sound of running water or splashing water, the harvest of sustainables only feet away from your patio, the comfort of outdoor living, you know, with low voltage lighting in the evening and nighttime, and the low maintenance of lawnless landscaping, all woven into a small residential, beautiful package that's just a little bit right of the norm. So. Let's look into the future. As, as time and our lives become more and more impacted with public interaction restrictions, lockdowns, how about the threats of produce poisonings from the bag stuff you get in the stores and the, and the absence of taste in the produce we can buy, what better landscape style do you think about? Now I know, I know, uh, I'm just jumping the shark here a little bit. I know you folks with kids and dogs are thinking, uh, coach, where are my kids and dogs supposed to enjoy the yard? To that, I have this to say, coming from a three-time parent. Kids and dogs are the most adaptable creatures in the world. Only the parents slash owners worry about swings, uh, worry about lawns so their dogs can pee and poop on them. If they do not have it, they will not miss it. This is their normal. The loss is only in the minds of the parents and owners. You are not in any way, shape, or form a lesser parent or dog owner if the kids and dogs don't have a swing set or a lawn to pee and poop on, etc. They will make the adjustment and so will you. Plus, the kids will learn what it is to plant, grow, and harvest things. What an outdoor classroom and what a skill and hobby to teach the small others in your life other than Nintendo games and iPhone thumb sprains. 
Other logistics to consider in the construction phase is drainage, very important. Flooded pathways in your raised beds and patios are not a desirable thing to have. So plan and think well ahead of the first shovel going in the ground. Downspouts hooked up, catch basins placed in small, deliberate low spots created specifically for migrating water to be evacuated. Water flow overflows for your water feature is a great stopgap measure as well. Overflow can be directly linked into your landscape drain system very easily. When considering plant material that are ornamental and not sustainable, especially for your containers, consider small scale and dwarf versions of traditional plants. Cascading plants with small upright perennials and small upright shrubby plants. Dwarf citrus, genetic dwarf fruit trees, larger containers, well heck, they can handle evergreens and small trees like Japanese maples. There are so many ideas on places like Pinterest and Google images, etc. As a matter of fact, I even hijacked some of those images for the YouTube channel this week. Check them out. It just might, you know, ignite some ideas for you and your landscape. So, to sum up this episode, let's take a review. Raised beds and container landscapes are a fun, easy, and easily rotated gardening pleasure that you can change things up periodically without any sacrifice or a shovel in the ground. Maintenance is very reduced and tinkering can be on a sliding scale to whatever level you want. Key is automation. That is automation for maintenance reduction. And imagination, acquired skills, and budget is really the only limits. Most of all guys, planning. Planning is crucial so the project flows smoothly and work is done once, done correctly, and enjoyment can last for years and years and years. I hope this maybe jogs some ideas in your head Drop a comment and tell me yay or nay or why. Thanks for joining me today. Hey, over on the channel, check out the plan of the week and some of the other informative videos I have on YouTube. And of course, some of the other podcasts here, especially if you're in your commute or on your morning jog. I appreciate your input and always looking to improve and create content for you guys and content that you guys want to hear about. Take a brief second, drop a review here if available, and share with your circle of influence. I'd really appreciate it. Hey, this is Matt. I will catch you next Friday as always. You guys take care. Thank you for listening to this episode of Yard Coach. Check out the original videos on YouTube at Yard Coach or email Coach Matt at youryardcoach at gmail.com. And hey, did you get your free 15-step landscaping project checklist? Check out the podcast description below for the link to your free PDF as well as the YouTube channel for more great information for the DIYer in you. See you next week.